Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Speaking of the devil himself, uh, we are thrilled to have in our third seat the hilarious comedian, Mr. Blake Wexler! Take a deep breath. This is Blake Wexler, a.k.a. the Great British Blaking Show, a.k.a. Paul West Hollywood, a.k.a. the Mars Capone homie, a.k.a. Star Blaker, a.k.a. Peachy Bonds, a.k.a. the Cardamon Man, a.k.a. the Bread Week Geek, a.k.a. I'm very, very grateful to be here today, guys. Thank you for having me. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. Anytime. Anytime. Of course. Of I got course. like a couple you. of those. Uh, we have missed you. You're on the East Coast. I and- am. Where uh, I what amounts to to my hometown, Ocean City, New Jersey. Shout I out mean, to Ocean City. Shout out to Ocean City. Uh, people are really wheeling and dealing in a in a free way out here. <laughs> but um, I'm uh, I'm locked down. I'm wearing my mask, so I'm trying to set an example. You, you know said what I mean? mask to adoption who? is not uh, is not 100. percent Yeah, no, it is. No one's wearing a mask here. I would say three percent. Of people. No. I saw someone lick a three percent the other day. So you're not you setting an example. <laughs> if anything, you're, you're like the example parents are going to point at to not be like that counterculture person. They're like, oh, you see one of them? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, one of those yeah. sciencers. Right. It is. It is weird where it almost seems like you're making some sort of ridiculous statement. But I know I'm. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm right. Right. In this case, for once, this is the right statement to make. So. Yeah, 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 it's odd. It's like it's people odd. just like being like at the hottest beach with direct sunlight, and it was like, "No, nah, I don't wear sunscreen." And you're like, "I'm just gonna do this," and it's not a statement. It's just quite literally the bare minimum to mm-hmm. keep myself safe. And somehow, if that's a statement, oh boy. right? But or if you could catch uh, their sunburn like it was an aerosol in the air, you know, it would be the same thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> The um, I think New Jersey is actually like looking good, sitting pretty in terms of uh their overall numbers. So uh, we'll look. Oh, for I won't that wear a mask then. in the next <laughs> in the next couple weeks. So what the hell uh, am I doing this thing on? <laughs> I feel like an idiot. What is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Uh, so I had to go back a little bit to figure this out because I'm Googling just random things all day for work. And one that, uh, I came up with was Garth Brooks breakfast bowl because I saw a tweet that mentioned the idea of, so basically it was a tweet about who would you be quarantining with? And this person said, oh man, I'll be eating Garth Brooks's breakfast bowl every day. It's like, what is that? What kind of sexual maneuver is that? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, it is not at all a sexual maneuver. It is, though, uh, a oh, breakfast damn. that Garth has contrived and is in Trisha Yearwood's uh, cookbook, whereby you take scrambled eggs and sausage and bacon and tortellini and put it all in a bowl. <laughs> That's just... She's yep, tortellini. That is a put random it in a bowl. Sometimes, generator. apparently... You, he will cook up fries or some sort of fried potato to go with it too, and uh-huh. that is the Garth Brooks breakfast bowl. And it it's so <laughs> American that it hurts, yeah, in the soul and the arteries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tortellini, 
What a just, violent mashup of food, too. Yeah. Just like, on know, top of like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and tortellini. Apparently, he puts tortellini in, like, so many different things. And <laughs> Trisha Yearwood has apparently given up on telling him, no, you can't do that. Right. Wow. He'll just be like, oh, you're making a breakfast quiche? Throw some tortellini in there. Yeah. It's like, no, you're 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 no. wilding out Garth Brooks, and she does it, and it's delicious, apparently. Do you take your coffee black? Uh, yeah, black with some tortellini in there, please. Yeah. Just, just uh, squeeze the pasta, get the cheese in there, <laughs> stir it in, and then let the pasta float on oh, top. You guys, uh, you guys are going to say domo arigato when you have some of Garth's famous uh, tortellini. Okay, <laughs> it's a sashimi with round tortellini. <laughs> you just that slice it so thin, so yeah. thin. You don't even know. You don't even know. You don't even know. Oh uh, man, Garth Brooks, one of my favorite. Uh, you know that there, there's some famous people who are just uh, basically a walking, talking uh, psychological experiment mm-hmm. of like just you know they've grown up in such strange. Uh, circumstance or exist in such strange circumstances because of how famous they are. Uh, they're just any video, any interview with him, uh, any video he posts of himself. He's he's just like on a different planet. Um, yeah, in a in a very entertaining way. <laughs> hey man, yeah, he's like oh, he's just like gaslit by his own success in a way. <laughs> right. It's like, hey man, yeah. I don't even know where I am, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> put some so I, on there. So as a black kid, I didn't really grow up with Garth Brooks. I, the, First memory I have of his existence was him on the old uh, 90s show Muppets Tonight, the very short-lived show where he was the guest. He, uh. they, the, the conceit was he was supposed to do a country song for them, and he just never really did. And at one point, he finally agrees to, and he goes out and he performs If I Were a Rich Man from Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> <laughs> you said he was going to do a country song. Yeah, he didn't say which country. Wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> ah, there you go, Garth. Uh, well, I wonder if that was around the Chris Gaines time when he was just upsetting all audience mm. uh, expectations. I think it was a little before that. This, this would have been around like 97, 98. So I don't remember when the Chris Gaines thing was, but I think it was a little bit before, a little bit after that. Right. Yeah. I think that but was my first memory of like realizing he was a big deal because the Chris Gaines thing was like, I was like, oh, you can do that? Okay. <laughs> like, that's, that's I mean, I knew his name, I mean, but not I didn't really. But, yeah, okay. but at the same time, I'm like, hey, okay, yeah, all right, man, cool. Hey, man, um, you, you guys are like uh, some fiddler on the roof. I'm gonna be Tevye. Uh, pretty cool. Um, Tevye West. But oh my god, just the like that. That is, he was already on some next level mm-hmm. uh, thinking, like galaxy brain fame. Uh, when he's like, all right, I'm at the peak of my, it's like Michael Jordan level where he's just like, I'm mm. at the peak of my powers as a country artist. I will change my name, change my appearance and uh, do a The like, appearance Clark thing was Kent the really thing. wild part because changing yeah. your name, that's just part of being famous. People do it. All. Beyonce was briefly Sasha Fierce and that's an alter ego. You have it, it's fine. But right. changing the look and, right. was the weird the look, part. The, ty- the genre, the... um. And and insisting uh, on introducing Chris Gaines as the musical guest on the episode of SNL that he hosted. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, this is me he, playing peekaboo with reality, man. Yeah, <laughs> I moved to uh, to Kentucky in the '90s, and that he was like, I, I was fully unprepared for the fact that Garth Brooks was basically like Michael Jackson at that point. Like mm-hmm. it was like thriller thriller era Michael Jackson for. Uh, people games. who had who had that pickup trucks out. and cowboy hats. <laughs> and finally, what is a myth? What is something 
you know um, to be false that people think is true or vice versa? I would say a myth is that mouse traps work because mm. <laughs> mouse traps do not work. I have like a gazillion of them up around my apartment. And uh, yeah, that mouse was not getting caught in any of them. But you I'm asked so us to caught. call you the human mousetrap uh, when we started this call, right? Right. That I did you it, just though. grab <laughs> them with your bare yeah. hands and <laughs> snatch them Beat up. Beat it off. No. <laughs> oh. Just Ozzy Osbourne, but the mouse version. That is. The, uh, I've been dealing with mice for, um, you know, like I've had mice in my apartment like once, like four years ago. But ever since the pandemic started, there's so many there's the infestation of pests is just through the roof. I heard, you know, because of the pandemic, mice don't have food to eat. So they're just kind of right. going to all these apartments. That was the, so, yeah, like the the big story in New York those first two weeks were like the literal rat wars that were happening yeah. in Manhattan. Because like it, once the food dries up, they go in search of other food and then they turn they turn up on some other rat turf and this rat war. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, apparently Koreatown is like New York. Right. Which, yeah. It is kind of like New York. It's probably the closest <laughs> thing we have. Oh, just sort of like uh, with so. like more high rise, like apartments and like sort of like yeah. architecture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm having some battles with, uh, with the flies. The flies are Ugh. coming in. I got Lord one of, the of those, flies uh, over here. electrified, uh, fly swatters. Yeah, oh, she oh, just yeah. busted it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she I, for, pulled out. It's called, it's the tennis mine's racket. The execu- the executioner. <laughs> wow, I didn't. And it comes with a hood that you just put over your head. Uh, oh, yeah. Who would have known? Great marketing. Yeah. Fucking Serena yeah, Trilliums good. over here ready to <laughs> fuck these flies up. Yeah, yeah. I like the, the salt shotgun. That one is more. Yeah. That one's fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because that just like basically like you cock it once and it just. Sh- I mean, it's probably the least humane because it's just like destroying their wings like with the buckshot of like the grains of salt. But this is the this is the world we're in right now. So I have not seen this. So I'm googling it right now. Yeah, like look for it's like I don't know fly salt shotgun. That's uh, that's one that I've never successfully uh, got a fly with the uh, bug assault as it's called. The, yeah, the bug. It's assault. probably made by some fucking former Blackwater child murderer. <laughs> so I should probably not even talk about it. Like I can't imagine the backstory to a thing where a guy's like. What if you applied the <laughs> principles of a buckshot in a shotgun that you could just, you know, use at home and kill a fly with, man? Because that shit is cool on a uh, on an insect. Do you have one of these? Do you have the holster? No, I I had it um, like at an old office and at another uh, like at another apartment. I had like someone had it and I would use it, but I now at the moment uh, I am bug assaultless. I just I use I try and use um either my bare hands or a towel. Oh, of course. The that, bare hand really one like- is like like Jack said, uh, the, the old Clyde Fraser anecdote. Man was so cool, caught a fly with his bare hands so, yeah. and then let it go. Mm-hmm. And I always try and impress my uh yeah, my partner, Her Majesty, with it, and she just thinks it's so stupid. I'm like, I caught it with my hand. Did you see? Did you see? And she's Wait, like, You do catch it with your hands? Oh yeah, I can catch a fly with my hands. With one I hand? Cannot. Yes. Yes, I can catch Damn, you. Are cool, but man. but here's the thing. <laughs> Shit, watch me spend fucking forty five minutes listening to Bodega Boys in my headphones, like running around my house <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> so it's not like I just come in and snatch right, this right. shit out. She's like, right. "Yeah, fool, you wasted half a day." And also, well, go outside and yeah. release your hand. I bet you didn't get that shit. 
Cut to me opening my hands. <laughs> I didn't get that shit. My friend's wife made fun of him one time for doing the thing where, yeah, he would like grab it and then like release his hand very slowly and, and like there. there wouldn't be anything <laughs> <in> there. <laughs> oh, I've done that so many times. Uh, yeah, Walt Frazier uh, from the 1970s Knicks, uh, one of the more underrated NBA players uh, and the most underrated announcer because he's just uh, absurd. Right. Um, but he uh, he would just walk into a room and slowly reach out and grab a fly, shake it in his hand, release it. And he was like, and kids thought that was cool. I was like, I think that shit's cool as hell, man. Like, <laughs> he that was in one of his books of like how to be cool. It's like, man, not, oh my not, God. A, not everybody can do that. You seventies, yeah. and also nobody has a, a fucking like hand span of like fourteen inches. Probably right. like he yeah, did. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's don't true. discount the size of an MB. Like any man over yeah. six foot three or four's hand size, it's it gets out of control. Yeah, yeah, that was one thing that I feel like was. I, I hadn't fully appreciated about Jordan until the uh, last dance was just hand size. Like the his hand just reached all the way around that ball. Right. Um, also, flies in the 70s, notoriously slow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we wouldn't know, actually. That's that's yeah. one of those things that we, we would have no idea if flies were uh, speeding up. It turns out that time. the guy who created the bug assault is a... Is from Southern California, is a surfer and yoga <laughs> enthusiast. What? Oh, hell yeah. And he's just like an inventor, basically. But I don't Dude, know. I don't, I don't need to awesome. do much of a deep dive into this kind of thing. It's, I feel like well, all roads lead to darkness. Tune in tomorrow like you, when that guy's our guest. Uh, I feel <laughs> like you really need to invest in one of these rocket smiles. <laughs> I know. But... Uh, good I feel for like every time there's one of those flies. around, people end up hitting each other with them. Oh, I've never done that. Before. Oh, that's the that's where that's where shit gets goes left with those electric rackets. You start smacking people with them, but it's not. That I've bad. I, I've managed not to hit anybody with my. Yeah. Oh no, I mean intentionally. Like it turns into a drunken game of I'm gonna wave the electrified tennis racket at you. Right. Does right. it hurt? Yeah. I I'd imagine it does. It uh, the spark is you know so satisfying though. So yeah. when you yeah. hit the fly with the electric tennis racket, it like. You hear a loud pop, which yeah. is like what killing flies should always feel like. There should yeah, always yeah, be yeah. a loud pop, like you're popping yeah. a balloon. Um, and then you get sometimes it'll stay on the racket. Yeah. And you just get it sparking. It's so fulfilling. Yeah. yeah. So good. Well, because so I'm not I'm not doing it like needlessly to torture the fly. It's actually like sometimes you'll hit the fly with the shock, it'll hit the ground. And if you don't like go and get the tissue right away to come pick it up, it'll get back up. It just like yeah. stuns it for a second. Ah, uh, right. But if it gets Flies stuck in there, it starts man. smoking, yeah. and then you get your little glass tube out. You start freebasing that smoke <laughs> off. Right? Like, oh, oh so gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, flash smoke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, sorry, I don't or, know. That's, that's so <laughs> gross. But uh, well, just hearing the two of y'all be like, "Yeah," and then that shit gets smoking. I'm like, "Okay." I thought I was bad uh, when I was like, "I'm shooting the shit out of their wings and they're fucked up." <laughs> it's all. Everyone has a weird way of dealing with insects, you know. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Well, <laughs> funny you mentioned the uh, the rich people begging to pay more taxes at the beginning of the show. Um, I've been thinking a lot about uh, 
you know, rich people doing good things as being overrated. I mean, there's been all these conspiracies about about Bill Gates, which obviously I don't buy. Um, and I celebrate what the Gates Foundation does, and I'm impressed by by his work. But the real conspiracy is that you have someone who has tens of billions of dollars in the first place and can run some kind of shadow mixture of the world health organization and the state department it's like i'm glad he's doing it because in the abdication of anybody else doing it it's, it's good that it's happening but like how can it not be how can it be that you know the united states this incredibly rich and powerful country has basically let an oligarchy as you mentioned take control of the functions of the state i mean it's no it's no surprise that that people are so angry yeah i mean he has lobbied his company has lobbied all like people who are billionaires have chosen to be billionaires um, and they are choosing that and the solutions of them, you know, being basically oligarchs who solve other people's problems over, you know, having a healthy social safety net uh, in, in its place um, one way or another, you know, um, obviously Bill Gates can't snap his fingers and suddenly we have a great social safety net, but, uh, along the way, he's made lots of decisions that, you know, are are counter to uh, a, a strong social safety net. I and I also think it's, it's unreasonable to expect people to act strongly against their own interests. I mean, that's why we have a state in the first place. It's supposed to be, you know, to balance the the wealth of society in a fair way. And so the idea that it's a solution to have people who are grossly enrich themselves volunteer to de-enrich themselves i mean yeah. it seems to be a little bit a little bit pie in the sky um so i wonder if those are like the wealthy people there they seem to be all the wealthy people who didn't manage to get their hands into politics or right. like right. get them there they're like i mean i could have done it like the other wealthy people which is to just you know blow out the house and senate with their money and and get their jollies off like that fuck the yeah. cocks all right guys we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back And we're back. And then finally, uh, Ivanka is out here with, I mean, at least somebody in this family is, you know, bringing out some new ideas, you know, where, where's the, where's the fresh thinking? So basically her response is, I, I think there's this thought among conservatives and white liberals also that part of the problem is that unemployment uh, benefits are too good. And so nobody wants to go out and get a new job. They, so now that uh, the coronavirus wrecked the economy, nobody wants to go out and get a new job because the unemployment benefits are, are too good. So like now, you know, people are just going to sit at home. Uh, and so Ivanka uh, stepped in, a hero, and said, guys, try something new. If, if you lost your job, just try something new. Try a different uh -huh. career. Um, on Bastille Day, uh, on the day that uh, she said, "Let them eat cake." Yes, cake that looks like a chicken cutlet. Yes, oh, <laughs> boy, they. I mean, they, this. Whoo! Cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Very. Cool. But this is that out of touch. But this so is the culture. This is the culture of people in power in this country. They, I've not heard a a single word, uh, from most of these people. I would say 99% of people on the right 
uh, that actually have any kind of like consideration for like the humanity of it all. Uh, She's got a job because her dad is president. Like she literally has a job because her dad. Yeah, well, it's not like she went to Wharton. It's not like she went to Wharton because her dad went there. So right, yeah. Try a new angle. Yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah, my dad (laughs) did go here, but that's not why I went. Yeah. I also independently believed it was a school that my I could get into without doing anything. So <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know, dude. This is what are they gonna do? Like, what the clock is ticking. Like, the only way I feel like they even know this from a strategic standpoint is making shit darker isn't gonna bring more people out, or maybe in the way that right. they think. Like, if they're going to try and get more people to soften up to the idea of voting, reelecting him, then you would need to see some bit of compassion because it seems like despite your, uh, what your party alignment or allegiances are, there are a lot of people are looking at this situation and be like, this has, we're not handling this properly at all. I think they think if they drive people back to work and into the streets that they can get the capitalism machine going again. Because then once everybody's busy, once everybody is out and socializing, then maybe Trump's America won't seem so bad to the racists who are questioning it. Because everybody else knows this shit has been shit. But to racist white folks who are like, we're voting for white supremacy, if they're now struggling and below, you know, even further below the poverty line than they already were, and they have nothing to do but look at the news and how their president is handling shit, then they can't be distracted by the fact that he's terrible. If you're a white person in America, to a certain extent, when Trump was first elected, you could ignore everything that he was doing because it largely wasn't affecting you. Right. And now it's affecting everyone. So I think they're like, we got to get people back to work. We got to get them distracted. They gotta, they're watching too much then, news. It's like we were t- saying yesterday, like, if, they, if these people were actually good with their money, they would have looked at the, the lowest cost version of getting through the pandemic to get their businesses going again. Rather than just like this reactionary thing of like, don't stop believing, please. (laughs) And now it's like just getting us into all kinds of shit where now we're going to have to back our teachers um, and like our neighbors. Like we need, there's so many other things like the opening of schools is just like so cynical that it's just, you you can't, you almost like, it's hard for you to believe that people are going to fuck around with the lives of children. Like really right. though, I mean, I mean, they already did with the way they don't actually tackle a lot of the mass shooting problems that happen in schools. But right. even like with the math Betsy DeVos was doing, some people did like the calculations based on like you know like it could just be this small number. It was still dwarf, like it was blowing out any numbers that have happened with school shootings in like the history of this country. Mm. <sighs> I yeah. just I'm waiting on people to realize that the government doesn't care about them. Like, is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? Right. I'm not sure. It's actually quite insane. So, I mean, we'll see shit. Ivanka, what what should I try? What she say I should try? Try something, something new. new. Try something new. Yeah. She didn't even have no suggestions. <laughs> she didn't have something. any jobs. Working. Why don't you try it? Making mm-hmm. money. Why don't you You're try that? You're a terrible guidance counselor, Ivanka. I know. I, just go, I go to the guidance counselor. I'm like, so what should I do? She's like, oh, no, girl. It's something new. I mean, essentially, <laughs> okay, like, the, 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 if she is the guidance counselor, the student that comes in, which is Working America, going... Hey man, I'm all kinds of fucked up. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I just see no way out of this. There's barely any hope coming out of the White House. Uh, and I'm really failing to grasp onto something that could sustain me in a, an actual tangible way. Hmm. Well, have you thought about finding something new? Yeah. <laughs> I have a pamphlet I just for something you? new. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a pamphlet for something new. No. Uh, it's God. it's like one of those pieces of eight mis- by ten paper folded up. Never mind, Miss Trump. Never mind. <laughs> 
Mm. Just just go smoke weed by the fucking tr- the, what are those the, what are those transportables? Oh, can oh, I hit portables? that? Portables, yeah. portables, portable classrooms. Yeah, that's when can you knew. Like, well, I remember after the earthquake, half my school became portables because half the buildings were so fucked up. Yeah, like our parking lot became our new school. Shout out and to nineteen ninety coming. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ready for for some truth bombs? Uh, because oh woo. Um. So there's, <laughs> I'm just sorry, dude. The, the fact that we're go that we're in a we're about to talk about how people think Wayfair, you get just what I need is is involved with human trafficking. Um. I can't stop. I don't know. Like I laugh because I'm so shocked and sad because I yeah. really think it's the only thing I can do. Otherwise, I'm like, oh man, so many brains are rotten, like, and are thinking they got superpowers to connect these, you know, see the fucking matrix somehow out of nowhere. Yeah, you're scrolling on fucking Chrome all day. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, so so th- basically, somebody noticed that um, there were some cabinets. Uh, and, you know, dressers and uh, various pieces of furniture that cost more <coughs> than they should. They cost five figures. And they also noticed that uh, some of those cabinets had uh, girls' names, like, you know, Karen, Janet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they searched the database and noticed that some of those are the names of missing children and boom, bang, bing. Uh, they, they drew the conclusion that this is how the deep state cabal uh, is smuggling uh, child slaves now is, is inside of uh, these cabinets, I guess. Is, they've is moved ca- on from pizza parlors. Yeah. They realized they've been found out and moved on. And They're upgraded. smarter. They've gotten right. even smarter than to do it at a ping pong pizza restaurant uh, that, you know, th- doing it there in the in full public view. No, they're smarter. Now it's on Wayfair and it's the kids names and you can just order it like a cabinet. That's yeah. how they've done. It really is sort of to the point of like not being able to say you're wrong. You arrive at that. You get this kind of momentum where you mm-hmm. end up at a Wayfair page and go, oh, shit. Hold on. The Anya shorty cabinet is $10,989. This is right. how they're doing it. Because there's on your way here, you have not for once ever doubted or even took the second to, to question what you believe, whether that's you know based on anything uh, tangible yeah. or real. So the, the furniture they were looking at is more expensive because it is a commercial industrial. Mm. So they were looking at like home prices, what what a cabinet like that would cost in in uh, the home department, but they were actually in the commercial department where the uh, cabinets are bigger, essentially, mm-hmm. and they just ignored that fact. They're All for they commercial do, use. They're for yes. it's like for a fucking not for your home. It's just right. it just happens to also be on Wayf- Wayfair. So, but they just ignored that detail, and that one detail could have cleared it up, but. Instead, details are for cowards. Right, I want yeah. to point that's out. Right, that's uh, right. For sheep, for sheep, hey, details for sheep. Mm. Yes. for sheep. Keep drinking the Kool Aid, sheep. Wear your mask. You're going to hell. So, mm-hmm. 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 because obviously human traffickers love including clues and Easter eggs that could lead to them being caught, like Batman villains. Uh, yeah, right. So, right. this started with like a, I think it's a, 
uh, interior design influencer and then another lifestyle influencer picked it up but it's mm-hmm. we got to really... ban these influencers man <laughs> but i i honestly this is one of those stories where i look at it and i'm like well so what do like is the internet just bad do we just give up on the internet like how do we, how do we <sighs> what do it's... we do with this It's such a mess, and that's such a big, broad question to consider because we have almost too much access to, again, going back to the beginning, uh, uncontextualized information. And without that context, the human brain fucking loves to find pictures in random noise. Mm -hmm. That's how we were able to look up at the stars in all of their millions and go, that's a bear with a giant-ass tail. It's like, what? What? No, it's up there. You can see it. (laughs) and so we want to be able to find like things that will make help us make sense of things but because there is so much more noise than our brains are used to it's becoming easier for people to pick out those random patterns and just run with them and uh, without the context you need to be like oh that's for industrial that's for industrial grade cabinets you're storing like giant like uh, i don't know collections of tools for a huge ass farm in one of these cabinets not your doll collection for your little girl then you can't you find the patterns that are wrong and you can't admit that those patterns are wrong and that that's fun and it's exciting to think that you've just cracked the code Mm -hmm. that is secretly hell yeah like speaking of the matrix Mm -hmm. that you've secretly that you've cracked the code and Mm -hmm. be like gotten a unique insight into uh the secret that is uh, going on behind the scenes of the entire world uh that is powerful that's a powerful drug and Mm -hmm. they don't want to give up on it and so okay if this was you know two percent of the population that was just Mm -hmm. like off in a corner somewhere that that would be one thing but first of all the president is the pres- the actual president of these united states is trying to fan these flames because they're uh some of his most staunch supporters uh there's also a, a writer jam pointed out this newsweek article uh that the title was here are some of the celebrities who sell products on wayfair which you would only be interested in for one reason, to as evidence that this conspiracy theory is true. This came out after all of this or like during the fervor? During the fervor. To what exploit, like, yeah, yeah, totally SEO. Like they see uh, this theory lighting, lighting up in terms of traffic and they or were Or somebody like, on their staff is, you know, with it. You know what I mean? Because I see I mean, it everywhere. I see yeah. all that. I see the ta- I see the the stencils and shit on the street in L.A. Like all the where we go one we go shit. all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I see that on the street. It's it's around. Uh, which is very. I mean, it's funny because you don't notice it till you really look and you go, "What the fuck?" Oh, mm, okay, that's what that is. Uh, shout out to the San Fernando Valley. But this whole, it, it's interesting. Like the. It's wow, like the same momentum. Article. It's, I'm sorry, right? I just had to like. Oh yeah, this like up what while we're talking these people and, are right. And I'm reading through it, and I'm like, they up top they talk about how all of this is you know bullshit, and how in another article from Newsweek it's all debunked, but they still 
put together this article about, well, these are the celeb here are the celebrities who sell through Wayfair. And like, yeah, no one is looking up this information unless they want to know who to shame. So I'm yeah. very confused by this. Don't choice. bring Lionel Richie into this. Come on, man. <laughs> who to shame? Lionel Richie didn't do anything to anybody. Best case scenario, shame. Like the worst case scenario, you know, cute. Like these are the people who showed up at the pizza parlor with automatic weapons. Like. Wow, Trisha Yearwood bringing it all back. Yeah. Wow, what a, yeah. what a circuitous been episode. Yeah. Oh, you think Garth Brooks only puts breakfast in that bowl? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, Where are you? boy, yeah. So oh, nice. Man. Wake up. It's fingertips. <laughs> it's all fingertips. It ain't tortellini. It's, to- <laughs> it's totalini, okay? That's you don't realize. The, it's like kind of the same energy, though, that was like in the early internet when like the Matrix sequels are coming out and like Lost and like people trying to fucking find Easter eggs before the writers do. It's like that same energy that I feel like mm-hmm. when I'm looking at it to your point of like the high, you be like, oh shit, I know who the Merovingian is actually supposed to be in Matrix Reloaded. Okay, right. the Merovingians were these Christian kings that were in front. Like, dude, that what? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where it I was took a that, reference, but, I, but that's not yeah. like. The basis for a conspiracy theory slash religion moving forward. Yeah, and, and but that's the kind of energy you go around and people are like, ah, dude, I figured it. I don't know. I read up on it, and that's what this is. So therefore, this is what it means. Yeah, and this that's also part of why I think that being right is overrated. Like sometimes I watch shows with like a long narrative arc and some sort of central mystery, and I'll try and guess along with it. That's part of yeah, the fun. But fun. when I'm wrong, it's like not like oh. Well, this was bullshit. I don't believe in this, <laughs> the existence of this movie anymore. It's like, oh, okay, right. cool. I see what they did there. I get how they got to that point and why I was wrong. That's actually Unless it's better. lost, in which case I was yeah. like, no, I reject this. This is I, not right. And I turn my back on this now. Ooh, that's well, fair. I mean, with <laughs> fiction, sometimes your ideas are better than the ones they end up going with <laughs> yeah, for, for various sure. reasons. Thank you. Uh, fiction. Yes. Fiction yes. can then, be fun. <laughs> Uh, in when it comes to interpretations of reality, like that's yeah, it's just a bunch yeah. of uh, another thing. This reminds me of is uh the fact that the deadliest civil war in human history was a cult in China that thought that their leader was Jesus's brother, and twenty million people died. So, like, I don't know. It, it seems like this is one of those frog in a mm-hmm. pot like getting hotter and hotter until the water's boiling things where like if you had told me two years ago that Q was as popular as it is and that the president was openly embracing it and that Q ideology was like as murderous and like openly like we're ready to uh, rise up if Mm. yeah act out real world violence if Trump is like taken out of office like that would be cause for immediate and profuse alarm. And instead it feels like it's just something that like feels like a a series of ingredients from uh, the past 200 news cycles converging. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. man, but it's really like those are dangerous elements. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's MS-13 and, uh, you know, open borders and you're not going to have windows because of Joe Biden's green revolution plan. That is what is the the emphasis of this administration when we're also looking, you know, just comparing the language always of what the threats are. It's always it's always people of color and it's always people who aren't, you know, cis het Christian American people. And we should say that, I mean, there's totally good reason to be paying attention for people to be have their antenna up about uh, sex trafficking and human trafficking like that is a thing that we're finding out is just 
all over the place, especially among the powerful with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Jelaine Maxwell, and it's in the zeitgeist know, for sure. And I think it's and it's it's been such a real world problem. It's it's like any like with these conspiracies. That's why it's it's uh, very easy for them to gain momentum because it has to start with some kind of focal point that is a real world issue. So whether yeah. that's like your own financial disenfranchisement being the source of many all kinds of conspiracies about who runs what in the banks or whatever, or something like this with uh, sex trafficking, there's always this real world issue that give enough people to sort of rally around and then sort of connect these dots. And yeah, it's it, it's really again we were talking earlier about earlier in this week about the lengths that people can go when they're fully engrossed and caught up in these conspiracy theories and it shows that for that's very real to people you know on some level like based on what they're reading like they're arriving at a place where this is the reality that they're fighting against so you know on some level you can see why yes the material was there in the conversation and culture for like this to pick up as like a trend and then but then you get to see like these bad faith things like this newsweek article too where it's like hey let's uh Let's kind of just hop on this right now because that'll get us some clicks. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, this just, I, for if nothing else, it's worth talking about this because this just isn't how, you know, we, we talked about the Jeffrey Epstein story a, a number of times and the way it actually works is they're out in the open about it. They have a plane that everybody refers to as the Lolita Express. Uh, they have Pedophile Island. And then when people come for them, they just, you know, make that go away with sheer access to power. They're not dropping hints in furniture yeah, like catalogs. E-commerce website. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, all right. Let's uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. All right, guys, let's talk about this uh, this lead poisoning thesis. I, I had kind of heard about this uh, in the background as, as one of the explanations for why crime started going down in the United States in the early 90s and has kind of been going down ever since. Uh, the, the thesis is basically, as it relates to crime, that that was the year that the first generation... Uh, after the Clean Air Act uh, of mm -hmm. 1970, hit hit uh, you know adulthood and started to you know uh, make adult decisions and be you know hit the age that people generally uh, start committing crimes. Um, mm. And the idea is that because uh, the planet was so full of leaded gasoline fumes um, that up to the year 1970 humans were, uh, and especially children, were exposed to unprecedented levels of lead. And mm -hmm. that's that's a fact that you can test by, you know, that they were testing at the time. And it's just a fact that people during that time, uh, like from the twenty late 20s through 1970, were exposed as cars became so dominant and up to the point, like up through the sixties was probably when it was at its worst. Cause that was when the most cars were out there, uh, belching out this lead gasoline fumes. So but before you go on Jack, so lead is bad. 
lead as is, it turns out yeah so lead poisoning out. so when when you huh, come into okay. contact with consistent lead poisoning uh as a child it affects they found they found a lot of longitudinal studies that uh say that it affects person's ability to regulate their emotions uh they're more likely to display psychological traits that include impulsivity and egocentricity um huh, huh. so and when were these people born probably <laughs> where were they born when when do you when do you when, so, when were when were peak when were these people really getting off on the fumes the baby boom generation is is kind of so that that's what i i'm kind of connecting it to that's a, a lot of the writing oh. on this has just been focused on explaining there's this big demographic uh puzzle that a mm -hmm. lot of different explanations have been proposed for uh, for why crime went down starting in the 90s, because everybody... Uh, Joe Biden's crime bill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, no, but that Joe Biden's crime bill and, like, the Clintons, like, all their, like, uh, super predator oh, shit was, mm -hmm. was a result of the fact that crime just started going up in, like, this unprecedented and unpredicted uh, way in the 70s and 80s. Uh, and then for no real reason that anybody has been able to identify starting in the nineties that started going down. Um, and you know, this is Malcolm Gladwell, uh, wrote about this being from broken windows, policing and Rudy Giuliani, uh, which turns out is bullshit. Uh, and it, there's a lot of different like explanations. The Freakonomics people wrote about it being the result of Roe v. Wade, but that doesn't hold for other countries. So it doesn't really make sense that, that would be uh, a cause. And so this writer, a bunch of writers have pointed to lead poisoning being the thing, because once lead is taken out of the gasoline in a country about 20 years later, almost like clockwork, their crime starts going down. Um, mm. So it's, it's really interesting that there's uh, we'll link off to some articles that kind of explain it in more detail, but basically uh, there's this Mother Jones article that says it's basically unassailable that lead poisoning explained who committed crime and ended up at the cruel, you know, bottom part of our social strata. You know, taking that, if that is true, and we take as a constant that America is not a meritocracy, but more of a lottery based on where and to whom you're born and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I feel like it would be inevitable that the same would be true at the top of our society. Like the, the baby boomers who grew up and were exposed to all this lead and have damaged impulse control, uh, who are still in positions of power, still running our country, uh, that that would have an impact on them and just on our world in general, since they've been, uh, so <laughs> greedily holding on to power uh, for for so long, um, and so aggressive about it. I don't know. It it just seems like it's a it's not not a thing that I found like you know somebody else really making the uh, case for. There is there was an article about how baby boomers as a generation were more uh, sociopathic than other generations and they like mention mm. as an aside the high lead content of their blood being one of the very unique things about their generation um but it seems yeah. pretty 
I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, it it tracks when you think about one of the things that always surprises me when I really do look back is just how weirdly crime infested the country was at that point like yeah. it wasn't just scare tactics it, and it wasn't just movies where it's like oh you go to the city you're gonna get mugs like just a fact like right. oh that dude has like seven knives on him oh that woman just got mugged while i was watching as it turns out there was just a weird amount of crime serial killers so many of them during this time period so i should say that i got uh i started looking into this because i was uh listening to an episode of last podcast on the left and they were talking about the fact that these three major serial killers, uh, whose names I'm I'm not remembering, but they all came from uh, the same neighborhood at around the same time, uh, or the same town at around the same time, and it's like such an aberration, like that. That's not normal normal yeah. behavior. Uh, and there was just an overall spike in serial killers in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, and be, there being geographical hotspots of serial killers would suggest like literally something in the water so oh, i don't know santa cruz is i was thinking santa, santa cruz, cruz there was yeah. three serial killers active at the same time yeah exactly wow. um yeah Yikes. so i don't know and hey london uh, ontario too canada you got yours too there's a few, there's a whole thing of like few towns had multiple serial killers active at the same time and when you look at with each uh, other trying to get to the top of their charts much like arsenal v liverpool oh, yeah. <laughs> Except we're um, at the top of no chart. <laughs> and when you look at three uh, of our last four presidents, they were born within three months of each other. Uh, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and Donald Trump were all born, are all at the like slightly older edge of the uh, baby boomer generation. And, you know, they have <laughs> var- variously uh, completely fucked up our our country in pretty aggressive ways um I just feel like we go too hard on george bush you know like ever since ellen you know posed <laughs> him, i think we were all <laughs> supposed to realize cool. uh you know that cool. george bush he must also be involved in the wayfair conspiracy because <laughs> i don't know if you saw the image the way they were talking to each other they were signaling to us what the real truth was what's in the cabinet named w yeah mm. Mm. and presidents have what cabinets Cabinets. QED. Wow. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. Before Boom. the CIA shuts us down, before the deep states gets us. Yeah. So, anyways, just, I mean, this is also a, a very hopeful spin on things that, like, we are just being poisoned by this about to uh, pass from this earth generation. So, th- this isn't any sort of, like, actionable uh, ideas here other than don't inhale lead. I just think it's an and, interesting and thing. And let's not forget, though, uh, speaking, going back to Flint, uh, the number of lead pipes that are still in use in this country yeah, yeah. is extremely high, and it's something that can be solved. It's going to take a lot of money and time, but it can be solved. It's a not that hold much on, Hold on, hold on. You, you lost me, Ed. It's going to take a lot of money. Mm. <laughs> Miles Dang is big here. on austerity. Uh <laughs> Um, regular Hayek over stuff? here. Right. Um, <laughs> the uh, one, one other detail of it is that people have been pointing to tw- the year 2020 as a year to look for a uh, drop in violence in the Middle East because that's when like 2000 was basically there, 1970, in terms of removing lead from gasoline. So uh, that's one way. That I this- mean, that's a convenient way to explain terrorism. Right. 
too. Right, where exactly. it's like, yeah, nothing Woof. to do with the United States foreign right. policy. It's it was the gas, I'm pretty sure. So we <laughs> I mean, in well, a sense, it's always been about the oil and gas. So. Oh, right. Damn, we need an improv team here between the <laughs> and the oil and gas. Yeah, all of this is can be like seen as a very convenient, like sort of well that. That was the answer, and now we don't have to worry about anything, and that's yeah. definitely, definitely not what we're saying. But. I remember always as a kid, though, too, seeing unleaded gas. Like, right? When I, I mean, like, when I would, well, why would you light my, gas? Or, right. or just when I saw it, I'm like, well, where do you get leaded gas? Yeah. I'm like, why, why do you get unleaded? I remember always asking my mom, because she would say unleaded because it was still the 80s, and I could, there, I'm sure there was people had habits of like saying that or whatever, mm-hmm. or that was like a way to describe gas, but I was like, it always bugged my mind. I was like, oh, shouldn't we get the good shit? Like, you don't want un-anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make the cars and the brains go fast. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, the, the guy who helped develop leaded gasoline, Thomas Midgley Jr., did uh, at, a, at a press conference, poured leaded gasoline into a bowl, like poured it over his hands, put it under his nose, huffed it, uh, and to prove his point, New, the state of New Jersey was still like, we're, you know, fuck all that. Uh, but oh my he, god, I'm, he, he had so, to take a leave of absence from work after being diagnosed with lead poisoning. <laughs> uh, he also apparently, I'm just looking this up. He apparently also helped invent CFCs like Freon, which ate a hole oh in the ozone my. layer. So this dude, shout the out to you destroyer, for man. right. And then in 1940, at the age of 51, wait, and then yes. there's more. In oh, 1940, fuck. at the age of 51, just like talking about his two of his inventions, like might have destroyed the world and killed a bunch of people. Well, in 1940, at the age of 51, Midgley contracted polio, which left him severely disabled. He devised an elaborate system of ropes and pulleys to lift himself out of bed. In 1944, he became entangled in the device and died of strangulation. That's how he went. Entangled with August Alcina. Wow. <laughs> an entanglement. An entanglement. It was truly yeah. an entanglement. Wow. Wait, this dude could <laughs> not stop. He could not stop inventing things that would kill people. Like, it what was just like, fuck? he's like, ah, damn it. Not again. Yeah. Darwin, wow. man. Dude, His deal with the devil was, I want to be a famous inventor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. It's Your wish has been granted. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are or where you are? Uh, search history. I searched recently Charleston River Dogs jersey um, because they canceled minor league baseball, I believe, a couple or like a w- couple weeks ago, I think, officially. And my parents live in Charleston where the River Dogs play. The, it's a Class A affiliate of the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, I'm like, God, they've probably because they've laid off players like their minor league baseball players just won't make any money this year. So I was wondering if there's a way I could support that team which is like a thing i love to go to uh bill murray First Barry is weiss and now the minor league baseball sorry that was like 20 <laughs> seconds too late but i just it gets to... worse and worse i know sorry. our uh, heroes Anna, we need uh, jack's medication <laughs> the zoom delay is getting real bad <laughs> sorry what was the what was the bill murray aspect oh of uh, bill murray <laughs> What, what if there wasn't one? What if I need my pills as well? Um, he is a uh, part owner of the team. So it's this little minor. It looks like a little league stadium. And then Bill Murray is just sitting in the stands and he'll come out and do bits 
like because uh, he lives in Charleston, South Carolina, and it's great. It's so much fun. Didn't so, you say you stop by there like as much as possible, right? Like if you can, and there's a game you try and go. I feel oh, like I go you to said that one of the last recordings that like you. It's a must. It's a must for you to see the the River D's. It is the River D's, as all the big fans call it. Yes, that is correct. Um, and I only so have much so shorter much shorter than to talk River Dogs. Yeah, the, 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 that one syllable. We had to go to half a syllable I from just, the, yeah, I the saved one you the syllable. Guh. The guh. Yeah, yeah. guzz are exhausting. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It's, it's the only silent. word where a letter is longer to say than the actual word. Um, but uh, yeah, I love going. It's just going to a minor league baseball game is really, really fun. Yeah. What What is a river dog? Is that just a dog that lives by the river? Is that a name for like an otter a type of fish? An otter? Yeah. I think it's the kind, just like a modifier that they just threw on there because they didn't want to just call them the dogs. You know, it would right. be like if Notre Dame just called them the Irish, which actually they should right. do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. It's not like that. They don't have to call them the fighting Irish. And I'm not sucking up to you right now, Jack. I think it's terrible uh, what they do over there. And to paint <laughs> that entire culture as fighters, I think is wrong. The oh, you know what it was? Char- Charlie Weiss was canceled. <laughs> they canceled Charlie <laughs> Weiss. Dude, this, no. this River Dogs origin story is so lame. First it's they just, come for Charlie Weiss. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, just, the, the reason they called the Who River Dogs is the owners had a lab named Taco or possibly Chaz. I don't even know why this is disputed the two. according to this uh, article, but the neighbors called the dog a River Dog. So then, yeah. Well, there's a Portuguese water dog. Profuse urination. Why? Why river dog? Did they live by a river? No explanation. Just the neighbors called it a know. river dog because it was dirty. Think... Looked like it was bathing in brown. Look water. at that old river dog, huh? <laughs> oh, that dog's yeah. always in the river. Wow, <laughs> that dog might as well be a fish. Woo-hoo! I tell you, is that Taco or Chaz? <laughs> Keep telling you, Mel, the dog's name is Lucky. <laughs> All right. All nah, right. It's a river dog. But it's in the river. I've never okay, heard your origin story that sounded more like it was being told by a drunk person than that. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, and you never asked. Hey, hey, you know why they call it a river dog. Well, you right? know why I call it river dog, don't you? Uh, we don't ask him follow-up questions. Yeah. We did it once, <laughs> yeah. and it was the worst decision the, we ever the made. The Charleston River Dogs, mainly you know as you call them, right? Because the gold clangs, the owners had a dog, a taco. Yes, like, yes. Sir, we're in uh-huh. Wilmington, Delaware, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have to go do some tax-free shopping now, but thank yeah. you for that. I'm going to incorporate now, if you'll excuse me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good day that's, to you, sir. I have to incorporate. <laughs> I have a that's new incorporation, so Delaware. if you could please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.